Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. I've been praying for you, my sister. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're you're welcome. It's all been appreciated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. How was your weekend? It was uh it was lazy. Yeah, mine too with all this rain. <laughs> yeah, Good the Lord, it was so much rain. Oh, okay. Yeah, with all the uh you know, it was such an emotional week. Yeah. Uh oh my goodness, the weekend I was just like, you know what, I'm not doing anything period. <laughs> Mhm. Mhm. All week, a couple more days aren't going to change anything. Right. Absolutely. And your body will let you know it needed that rest too. Mhm. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Mhm. So. Yes, ma'am. Now, did you did you just get rain, or did you get um, tornadoes also? We had some bad storms in different areas. Um, we had some bad storms, not too far from me, but it was mainly just a lot of rain, blowing rain, and you could see where trees and stuff were down, so it was just heavy rain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're, yeah. you're in Georgia, right? Yes, ma'am. Yep. Okay. Because I was seeing where you know where they had the you know like the really bad weather that was tearing up homes and everything. Yeah, I think that was. Uh, I think some of that may have happened in Atlanta and more south too. Okay. We just had yeah, we just had just rain all day, just every day. I think it started like Friday evening and, and still going now. It was raining when I left. It's, it's sprinkling a little bit now. You all just got saturated. Yes, we did. We sure did. We sure did, Pam. Mm -hmm. I didn't get on this call yesterday, um, but we had good service. He was finishing up with, uh, of course, uh, the three-week series of the confidence in the Lord. So, uh, I've been going through some stuff, so I I've just been really, really focused on my prayer life more. Not that I wasn't before, but it was like I went, I just dug in even more. Cause I tell you, there's so much going on out here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yes, very, ma'am. Very much so. And it's yeah. like you you got to you got to have that focus and. And know to um, and know to turn to him before you turn to yourself. Exactly. That's exactly right. And re- and with me, it's, it's like I have to remove <clears throat> some of the emotion out of stuff sometime and just recognize it for it is what it is. You know. Mhm. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of us. You yeah. Know, because that's what that's what you're reacting on, you know, is the is the emotion of it. Yeah. Um and so you know, you don't take the time to to um to really think about, you know, what someone said or what someone did. You just react on, on that first instinct. And mm-hmm. 
you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's deeper than that. That's true. That's true. And that's kind of what my situation was like. And then it's like, uh, you you why is it so hard to just do the right thing? So <laughs> that's my I, I guess and I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I guess I just don't get why it's so hard to just do the right thing. Because that's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That makes too much sense, too, don't it? Yeah, that's too much like right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then especially if the other person is, you know, if someone else started it, you know, then it's, you know, it's almost like we think that gives us permission to, you know, to act crazy. Yeah. You know, you know well, they Absolutely. started it. I, I'm, just, I'm just responding to what they did. Right. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. Certain mentalities of, of people, and uh, I was listening to T.D. Jakes, and he, was, he said this. Last week he preached it. week before that they replayed it, and he was saying how, have you ever help someone, you know, just help someone with right intentions, and then they just flip on you. And you're sitting there like, well, what the heck? So that's mm-hmm. kind of my situation because it's like, huh? Mm. <laughs> you know, so he's pulling me, God is pulling me through this and and showing me some things, and, and I tell you, I don't know. I tell you, Pam. This is this is very very true. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but it does. It it, it takes it takes effort and it it takes um it takes some strength. Yeah. To uh to to, to stop yourself. Mhm. To 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 keep your mouth shut. Yep. And to you know, just let things. Um, you know, let the person hang up, let the person, you know, leave, you know, or whatever. Right. And then, and then get into your thoughts, you know. Yep. Um, you know, been, been dealing with that a lot this week. And, and even, you know, and with, you know, with the prayer, and I know that's the only reason that we uh, got through the week without without any major incident mm-hmm. was, was because of prayer. Um, yeah. Because my siblings and I, you know, we all have such strong personalities, and um, mm-hmm. you know, but even, you know, even in that, you know, I found out yesterday there was still, you know, a little drama or whatever, and and just managing to to keep my mouth shut mm-hmm. and to, um, you know, not to focus on it directly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, doesn't mean that it doesn't get to you though. Right. Right. But, you know, but just, you know, keep my mouth shut. Don't say anything. You know, just get, get mm-hmm. the information that you need and then, you know, do what has to be done on, you know, like on, on the back end. So, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I had to do. I was like, okay, just remove yourself. You see what you're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. You know, pray about it. See which direction God is going to lead you in because you are dealing with a bona fide fool, because I am, 
And <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, you just going to have to pray about that and seek some resolutions. And my emotions almost had me making a bad decision. And, right. you know, I was like, Lord, just show me, show me your way. And, and sure enough, he gave me a, an alternate avenue. So yeah. I'm getting that finalized and everything so that I can move forward. You know what I mean? And that's a, that's a sign of maturity, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and not just age, but, you know, but spiritually to, you know, to have that maturity to, um, you know, to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. You know, because uh, like you say, you know, I too can be a bona fide fool. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 make make I do make an effort not to be you know because right. once you open that once you open that door you know it's hard to control sometimes yes you know? and so yes. um because because it does feel good and mm-hmm. and then the the anger takes over and and any other emotions that you got going mm-hmm. you know, and the justification is that you know well the other person started it. You know, right. I never right. said or did whatever if they exactly. had said or did whatever. You know. Yep. And, um, you know, I mean, so it. <clears throat> I mean, it, it. Sometimes it's easier than others, but sometimes you know, whoo. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it was with me, and I just I had to keep praying. And at one point, I knew that I had to drop that thing with the Lord because I was getting physically sick behind mm. it. And I said, okay. you know, just like panic attacks. And I said, oh, no, you a lie, Satan. Oh, no, no, no. And I said, I, I just had to pray and, and mm-hmm. get some options. And so, <clears throat> you know, God God is blessing me. He, he is blessing me. And I just got to be patient through this process. And in the yep. meantime, I had to pull up off of her because, she, uh, I'm talking about my tenant just going to do what she want to do. And so I'm like, okay, you know, uh, okay, Lord, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's so, I have to let it out because, you, you know, you, yeah. can't, you can't hold it in because that builds up, you yep. know, and, and it's, yep. harder, it's harder to control also. So you have to, you know, so you have to pray again. Just to yep. vent and to to get that get that out your system, you know. Exactly. Um, you know, scream, holler, maybe throw a couple of things if you need to, um, <clears throat> you know, whatever, to, to to get it out the system because you certainly can't leave it inside. Pam, I got up in my bedroom one day last week and I closed uh, the bedroom door, and the dog was outside whining. I was so loud <laughs> and. Mm. Uh, because I was I was praying and I it wasn't like I was loud intentional it was just I was praying and releasing and I guess I got so full and I thought Lord if somebody walking past here they'll think what is going on in there because <laughs> I was just it was just me and the Lord and I felt so good I felt okay. so yeah I really did so you're right about that you're right just tell God just tell Him how you feel and 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 you know just tell Him. And the one thing I've discovered, um, I'm really not landlord material because I just, I don't, we we 
forced into that, my husband and I, you know, because we had the house, we were forced into it. So I'm the type of person that it takes a lot for me to confront you on things or or bring things to your attention. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when I do, I expect you to respect that because it's my property, you know. Right. So it was just, I mean, I've never seen anything like her in my life. I've just, just blatantly disrespect the rules. I'm just not going to pay you no late fee. And I don't want, I mean, just, I don't understand why you charging me a late fee. You wasn't, I said I was working with you and you were more on time than you were. So the fact that I'm working with her now is I'll get you your rent when you get it. No. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, oh. ma'am. Yeah. And Blake yeah. lies. Oh, I put it in the mail. Oh, I been sent it. Oh, I, I, I did. Oh, oh, uh, I sent it already. And when I call, oh, I can't talk. She'll text, you know. So everything she says, I just lock it in my phone. Just very, 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 I'm not going to say bold. I'm going to say audacious. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, just arrogant, Pam. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, yes. does she have a does she have a lease? She does have a lease, and um, so by the grace of God, I was so frustrated that, and Mr. Sam, so very very oh my God, he explained it to me so well. I uh, I called Homevestors, uh, which is their formal name with the We Buy Ugly Houses sign. Okay. Now, mind you, my house isn't an ugly house. I'm just like, I'm sick of this. I can't do this. This is making me sick. So, right. Because ever since I've had her, it's been alive some sort. So mm. <clears throat> I get the man, and he's talking, and I'm talking, and so on and so on. And I'm telling her, you know, I need to get in the house to have it appraised. Well, that's not a good time for me. So she's denying me access to my property, number one. So... Every, at first it was, we'll be out of town all next week. I said, okay, well, I'm trying to get the house refinanced. I need to get the appraiser in. Oh, well, we gonna, I said, but you said you'd be out of town the next week. Oh, well, we're going to be out of town. That's just not a good time. Let's look at uh, somewhere, somewhere around uh, the first or so of February. Now, this is her telling me this about my house. Mm. Yeah, just, just and, I'm, and, and that's what started making me sick. So the home investor guy, he was like, he said, well, I don't have to get in. He said, I can go by and look at the house and make you an offer from there. I said, okay. He said, and I will remove her because I don't want her to encourage your headache. So I'm like, okay. So in the meantime, I call a coworker of mine who has several properties like Mr. Sam and is real well-versed in all this stuff. So he's like, Vanessa, you got to move your emotions and – let me let me run some numbers and see what kind of options we have. I said, sure. So Homevestors offered me almost nothing, pretty much wanted to rape me for the house, okay? Okay. And because he went by there, he said, I saw the house and I like it, and you take very good care of it, don't you? I said, yes, sir, I do. Well, because I don't know what's on the inside, I said, well, I get that. I said, but everything in there is only two years old. From the carpet to the new flooring, I said, to the paint, to everything. Now, granted, I don't know what she's done in there, but 
so anyway, I, I wound up telling him no, but thank you. And then Mr. Sam said, it is our goal to get the property. He explained to me, we make our money up front when we buy the property, not when we sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he broke that down to me because I, I just I didn't have a clue. I had a mentality that he was going to offer me something because even if he made me a $10,000 of uh profit offer, the man was still going to walk away with $15,000 worth of equity in the house, but that wasn't right. enough. Yeah. So anyway, that's where I am with that, and God is working something out, and I'm feeling real good and confident about it. And to where I don't even have to be bothered with managing the property or anything. I'm just like silent partner on it. And that's good. I mean, and you know, I mean, and there are rules, and they're, they're, the rules are different in different places. But yeah, um, she cannot totally deny you access to the property because it's yours. Exactly. And I do know. Um, you know, once you give notice, you know, I mean, trying to work with the tenant is one thing as far as having right. access, but um, if you need or slash want access, you know, because um, I, I think here you have to give like like a 24-hour notice or, or something like that, um, yeah. you know, that you, you know, that you need access to, to the property and, yeah. you know, they can be home or not be home, but you need access, you know. Please. Right. Um, and so, but the the other thing too, if you, um, cause we've been dealing with it, you know, I, I don't know if you know or not, but, um, I am like Sam and his parents, like personal bookkeeper. Um, okay. and so, um, we've had problems with, you know, like with some tenants in the past, like not paying yeah. rent, and, you know, and they give you the, you know, the sob stories and, mm-hmm. you know, and you try and work with them and, you know, I mean, and sometimes the lies, they just be so blatant. It's like, okay, really? You must really think I'm stupid. And so after this, this um, last year, we had a, a couple of tenants that we had to um, go through the eviction process on. Mm-hmm. And, like, with the one gentleman, I mean, he was, he ended up being in the unit for, like, almost a year without paying rent. Oh, my and God. So, and so because the eviction process, I mean, it is such a process. And so yeah. I just I just suggested to Sam, I said, you know what? <clears throat> I said, how about when they miss rent that second month, we start the process. Yeah. You know, yeah. because even though that's not a lot of, a, you know, you're trying to work with people, but mm-hmm. um, I think people get comfortable in, in, dra- in dra- dragging it out. You yeah. know, and, and the one yeah. guy... I think I think he had done this process before, mm-hmm. you know, because then when Sam did file the paperwork and they had to go to court, the guy didn't even show up. He he sent um, a tenant's rights lawyer. Uh huh. So I'm like, okay, I think he's done this before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I mean, and he pushed it up until you know, like until the last minute, because you know, you go before the judge and you know, you try and um, I mean, because the thing is, if if the landlord wants you out, you got to go. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of when you have to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so then the, the the judge will give a date on when you have to, you know, be out. And then mm-hmm. if you're not out by that date, then you got to go back and file for the sheriff to come. And um, so then once that happens, then you got to get on the sheriff's schedule for you know, like for eviction. 
mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and the guy was just dragging it out and dragging it out. And it's like, okay, you know you got to go. What is the problem? Exactly. And, you know, and even up until, you know, like the day that the, that the sheriff came, he still didn't have all the stuff out the apartment. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, uh, but at this point now you can't enter unless we let you in. Right. And, you know, so um, they made arrangements to come and get the rest of their stuff, and, and the guy's son, you know, he pulls up because, you know, we're starting to empty out the apartment because it's like, look, we haven't been getting rent for this apartment for almost a year. You know, we're trying to get this thing turned around so that, you know, um, we can start, you know, doing what needs to be done to it so we can get it rent. I mean, and they left, I mean, they they just left so much junk in the apartment. It was just so nasty. I'm just like, okay, I don't understand how people live like this. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so the son pulls up with a couple of, you know, his friends or family or whoever it was with them. And, you know, he starts mouthing off or whatever, you know, like he wants to do something. And um, Sam is like, you know what, I can just call the police. You know, and then the guy's like, you know, we ain't got to get no police involved, you know, because if that's the case, you know, I could have got out just doing something totally different, da 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 And, um, you know, for the most part, Sam was ignoring him and his worker. Uh, and this is what I, when I, when I be praying for Sam, talking about him being an example, this is what I'm talking about, because this was like a perfect example of when Sam could have got in the flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the old Sam would have. Okay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. his worker that was with him that day, he he, I could tell by his body language, he was ready. Mm-hmm. He was ready. He was looking towards Sam like, "You get a nod, and we can do this." Right. You know, and um, you know, Sam was just remaining calm. He was m- remaining cool. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think because he wasn't rising to the bait. Mm-hmm. It sort of like took the, you know, took the air out the balloon. Yeah. You know, because now Sam had got, you know, all caught up and, and, and angry and, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And that just, that adds fuel to the fire and then it helps things to escalate. But Sam, you right. know, like, you know, like arguing with someone who won't argue back. Right. Right. You know, it ta- it takes the air out the balloon and you just, it's like, okay, unless you just really, you know, want to start oh, some trouble. Mm-hmm. Um then if the other person is not going to, you know, do their part in this argument or fight or whatever, then it's like, okay, this ain't no fun. Right. And there was something that the the guy had said, but Sam didn't hear it. Um, It wasn't until later when he was replaying it that that it dawned on him what the guy really said. And, and again, that was God working because if Sam had heard what he said, then things still could have turned out differently. Okay. Gotcha. You know, um, but you know, just a you know, the whole situation for people to be just so so arrogant. Yes. Think that you know that they that they have rights that they really don't have. You got somebody that's been trying to work with you for months and um you just trying to take advantage of the situation. That's just mm. Exactly. But I'm, I'm not I'm not what material either. Yeah, and um, so that's what I was saying. My The realtor that I've been working with for years who helped us buy our house and on and on, 
her husband gave me, he said, you put the, he told me what to do. He said, you put the demand letter, you know, on the door. He said, he said, even if it's the second day of the month, he said, and I know you're thinking about that grace period, he said, but that grace period is just saying, I'm not going to charge you any extra fees long as you have it to me no later than this date. Mm-hmm. He said, because no matter what, the rent is still due on the first of the month. Right. You know, and so he was saying, but you can't start eviction proceedings until you put the letter of demand on the door. He said, now the catch is, if you put the letter of demand on the door and she starts to pay you and you accept it, you cannot start eviction proceedings. And he said, you cannot accept any money during the proceedings from the tenant, you know. Mm-hmm. So... You know, that's that was the price that's the part that kinda made me afraid. But then I was like, No, I'm trusting in God because this woman here with the lies, it is mm-hmm. incredible. And you ain't been charging me no late fee and and that, that it ain't that serious. I mean, you see what I'm dealing with? <laughs> yeah. So it it must be serious, you complaining about it. Right. And it's only twenty five dollars. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, because he told me, he said when he evicts somebody, he said it normally, he said, now it's normally, I guess here it might be faster depending on how savvy the tenant is. I don't know. Because he told me, he said it's about a six-week to two-month process. Oh, yeah, that's much faster. Yeah. And maybe because you guys are in a bigger, you know, area, I don't yeah. know, uh, and I'm going mm-hmm. from county to county, you know, here. Yeah, our county is huge. Yeah. So uh, that's what he, he was telling me. So right now um, I uh, went over the new pay proposal that my uh, co-worker, well, he was uh, laid off not long ago, but I went over the the options that Gabriel gave me who is uh, just real business savvy. He was like, Vanessa, he said, we got to work this so you benefit from it. And and it's funny because Mr. Sam had prayed, and he said, God ain't ready for you to sell that house right now, Nessa. And he was praying and telling me, you know, um, Mm -hmm. what was being shown to him. And and sure enough, Gabriel sent me what he thought. Now, the first option, of course, I declined. And he said the first option was – he said, I take over, he said, I give you $5,000 and um, take over Hawthorne, making the payments and everything, managing the property. You keep the mortgage in your name and you sign the deed over to me. And I said, uh, no, because that's giving my house away for $5,000. Right. Right. So the second option was <clears throat> I pay off the 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 home equity loan, he said, I pay that off, which is only about $1,400 that I owe on that. He said, I take over management of the property. I make the payments. I take care of the repairs. And when the house is paid for, we split, we sell it and split it 50-50. Now, that was right up my alley. Okay. Yeah, and Sam said, that that sounds good. He said, just uh, work out some stipulations, which I did. I got some questions together because he, he said he was going to be responsible for paying the note. So I said, I would prefer you send me the house note via money order. I already made out to the bank, 
That mm-hmm. way you know that I paid it and I know that you paying it. Correct. You know, because the mortgage is still going to be in my name. Exactly. And uh, he said, and then he would send me like $75 a month because, you know, just part, as part of the rent. But that was the part that sound good. Then I also gave him another stipulation. I said, I need a stipulation in the clause that um, states that if something happens to me, that my children will get that $70 a month, and if the house sells, they would get my 50% of the proceeds, you know. Right, right. You know, so I'm thinking, you know, and I'm getting this together, and then my realtor was on the phone helping me go over some questions, too, and then he said, I think you need to get an attorney to draw this up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you definitely want it to be legal. Yeah, definitely want it to be legal, absolutely. So that's where I am with it because that's the best option for us both. That means I get to keep the house, but I don't have to even be bothered with managing it and finding tenants or none of that. Yeah, because cause Sam doesn't do doesn't do his um his management. Um, yeah. You know, because he he don't have you know he doesn't like the the paperwork aspect of things. You know. Right. Um, yep. So that's why you know like I do the numbers and um. And then you know he's got um, two other ladies that he works with that um, that you know get him tenants and collect the rent and and they deal with the the paperwork and that if uh, if it has to be you know if a tenant has to be evicted or whatever yeah. it be you know he just gives them you know he tells them what it is that he wants to do and then they they get it um, executed exactly and that's because Gabriel is um, he's a very hard nosed guy. Because, like I said, he has several properties. And uh, so he would be the one to say, look, I'm not playing with you. So she knows she's taking advantage of my kindness. And she knows I don't want the house empty, nor can I afford. So she's pretty much punking me. You understand what I'm saying? Bullying me. Yeah. Yep. But guess what? I know God, honey. I know God, and he going to make a way for this child right here. I already know, and he's already doing it. There you go, because he had already, you know, put people in your path that can help you, you know, like work through this. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, when I ran everything by Mr. Sam and my realtor, they were both like, yeah, that deal number two is a good deal. Just get everything drawn up, Mm -hmm. you know. Yes, ma'am. But I tell you, Pam, um, I said years ago, when my kids were in daycare, um, my husband and I ran into some hardships. So because we had been with the daycare for so long, the the director let me post date a few checks. Okay. Okay. So me, I just was like, oh, well, I'm gonna post date. So I post dated. She told me I could do a couple. So I post dated like two or three more. So okay. she called me in the office and she was like, Miss Harris. She said I helped you out. She said, but now I need my payment on time. I couldn't fly up with that woman. That's her business. Right, exactly. And I told her, I said, I apologize. I didn't mean to take you for granted. I said, I'm sorry. She said, no worries. She said, no worries, but going forward, I need the payment on time. Mm-hmm. Okay. How am I supposed to fly up and be like, well, you been late, you let, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> But you know, you just you just have people like that, you know. You do, and, and that's how they that's how they get through life, you know. Yes. And sometimes it don't even be that they don't have the money. 
You know, yeah. they just yeah. they just have this, this entitlement attitude. You know, yes. like like they doing you a favor. You know, yes. but it's like excuse yes. me. True enough, I don't want the house empty, but it doesn't have to be you in the house. It sure doesn't. <laughs> it could be someone else. That's you know? right. So you know, don't act like you're the last person on earth to right. rent this house. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I so that's what I've been dealing with, but I'm feeling a lot more. Pam, I was so sick the week before last and, and last week. It was just, and my kids were, we prayed over that thing, and my kids were like, Mom, you keep talking about us and doing things in mind with us. He said, let me tell you something, my son. He said, God has me on a path. He said, and when I talked to Graham, he said, she mean well, but she don't understand. He said, but a lot of times God will have you on a path, and you got to be on that path, and, and that path may not include the people you think it includes. Mm-hmm. He said, we're going to work and get our own money. He said, I know you want to sell the house and give us some of the proceeds. He said, but I want you to be stress-free and alive. There you go. There you, you go. Know. So I thank God that he, for the wisdom of the children. And then my daughter was like, okay, Mama, so you get her out and you get another tenant. You still got to make repairs, and that's stressful because, Pam, mm-hmm. I'm not making one penny off of this house. Matter of fact, I have to pull up the rear with $40 a month. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not making one penny. It's wow. just keeping it, keeping my credit good and and uh, not letting it go into foreclosure is pretty much what I'm doing. And every repair comes out of my pocket. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's the other thing I've noticed, you know, like helping Sam, because, you know, people assume that if you own property, you know, like rental property, you know, that, that you're making all this money, that you have yeah. all this money, so on and so forth. And, you know, there are instances where you may be, but a lot of times it's like people are like breaking even if they're lucky. That's right. That's exactly uh-huh. right. Because in Clayton County, Georgia, Riverdale, Georgia over there, there are so there are at least and this is no exaggeration, there are at least a thousand houses for rent over there on any given month. So I have to price mine to be competitive, you know, to what's going right. on. So whereas if I were in a different area of town, I could get about nine fifty to a thousand for that house over in Riverdale, I can only get the eight that I'm charging for it because somebody else has a house similar and they're charging seven. Mhm. So that's my situation and see I'm blessed. I'm even listening to you, you blessed me just talking to me about this situation and understanding it because if one more person look at me like, oh, you got rental property? I'm like, girl, please. (laughs) (laughs) That house won't be paid for for another nine and a half, ten years. Okay. (laughs) And that's if I don't choke my tenant first. Exactly. Mm. Yes, ma'am. 
Yeah, and so see, see, you know, like uh, up here with um with with the evictions, it also depends on the time of year, you know, because since we do have winter time, you can't they won't evict people um in the winter time. Mhm. You know, so if the temperature is below 35 degrees, they will not evict anyone. Right. You know, and so you have tenants that take advantage of that also. Yep. Yep. You know, and then that puts the that that's what backs up the sheriff because you know you can go through all you need to go through with the court, okay. But if mm-hmm. you can't can't get them out of there before November, maybe the beginning of December, you're gonna be stuck with them till the spring. Oh God, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, so, and and they know that, so that means that they know they're gonna be living free for another. Yep. You know. Three, three, three or four months. Because even once the the weather gets better or whatever, the sheriff has such a backlog, you know, that then mm-hmm. you're waiting on, you know, waiting on your turn to come up in the sheriff's schedule. Yeah. You know, so if you can't get them out, you know, like by the beginning of December, they're not going anywhere till you know April, May at the at the earliest. Exactly. Wow. So, I'm just. Um... I'm in prayer, and I'm, I'm telling you, I've gotten educated by you guys, and that's been a blessing in itself. God will put the necessary people in your life, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. You just trust and believe. But, yeah, so that's what I've been kind of dealing with the last month and even before that because you've heard me mention things about her before, you okay. know. Yeah. And so it just got out of hand, you know. Yep, because that's what people do. Yep, yep. And that's and oh. that's not that's not only just our people. That's just people. Period. People. Period. Yeah, yeah. Because one of my coworkers, well, not coworkers, one of the partners in the firm was telling me that they had a property uh, that they rented because they couldn't sell it at the time, and had a squatter, and it took like four months to get the squatter out. Yep. Because squatters have rights. Ain't that something? Yes. Yep. So it looks like the law is definitely on the tenant side to a degree. Yeah. This is so true. Yeah. All right, baby. Well, I'm headed in. You have a blessed day and if you need anything or need to talk just call me or text me and i'll find a way to get to the phone on the private area thank you so much sweetie you have a blessed day as well and thank you thank you for the knowledge not a problem not a problem okay bye-bye okay have a good one bye-bye you too good morning oh good morning you doing? I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> y'all, the conversation was really interesting. I knew y'all needed to talk it out, so I'm going to be quiet and just listen. <laughs> <laughs> be quiet and just listen. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You sound like you're trying to wake up. No. I I, I slept under the 
I finally figured out what's going on with my voice and stuff. I slept under the the vent, even though I'm not sleeping under the vent, the vent still blows in my face. And so it just kind of like, yeah. But I've been up for a minute. I've been up for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And see, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a, um, a landlord. Oh, stop. <laughs> you wanted to be a landlord? Yeah. <laughs> I did. That was one of, that was one of the, um, one of my goals. When I was younger, I was like, I wanted to have several buildings and stuff, and and um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Because I was thinking about um, since I'm not working, um. I saw, I saw a vision of a change. And I, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm praying on it just to see if that's him. Because it was, it was so just clear, you know. So now I'm like, okay, Lord, is that you? Is that me? Is that the enemy? So I'm going to let it marinate for a little while longer and then go from there. And then go from there. Yeah, not not me on the on the you know, I wouldn't mind being involved in, in flipping property, um from the the design aspect of it. <clears throat> you know, because I enjoy picking out, you know, like the flooring and the light fixtures and, you know, and putting all that type of stuff together. But as far as like keeping the property and having a tenant and so on and so forth not me. I ain't got the personality for it. <laughs> I do not have the personality for it. I know, right? I know I don't. I know I don't. I mean, I would, I would have to really, really, like, have God do a a, a background check on him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You yes, don't really so- have to lead me to who to let up in here like that. For real, for real. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Y'all give me pause. Like, uh-uh. I ain't got time for no foolishness. <laughs> you know, and I guess, you know, I just look at it, you know, because I know the type of tenant you know, that I am in regard to, you know, like paying the rent in that and, um, you know, I mean, because like with, with Sam's tenants, his management people, they pick up the rent. They never had a landlord that picked up the rent. You know, it was always my responsibility to get the rent to the landlord. Right. You know, and so, um, you know, you you know, they got someone that will come and pick up the rent for them and, 
you know, I guess I just look at it as, you know, like like a, a priority type of thing. You know, this is where you live. You want to make sure that, that you take care of that before anything. Mm-hmm. And true enough, you know, I mean, hardships happen and so on and so forth. But, you know, the, the idea is that you need to be as upfront about it as possible. And if you... um you know, if something should happen that you're not going to be able to pay your rent and you know you're not going to be able to pay your rent, you need to be making arrangements to to get out. Why would you, you know, stay just because, you know, because you can, knowing that you're causing hardship to someone? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the part, you know, that's the part that gets me. And then when you show up to, you know, like with, with the sheriff or whatever, you know, all of a sudden, they got they got the money to get a van, and they're going somewhere. You could have been gone. Uh-huh. It was saving up. Huh? It was saving up. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, okay. Uh, uh-uh-uh. Yeah, so people are special. Amen. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that gives me a lot to think about. A lot. Yeah, it's not for the it's not for the faint of heart. How are you doing though? Huh? I said, how are you doing? Um, you know, I'm I'm hanging in there. Um, probably like around nine o'clock or so. I'm either gonna have to. Uh, I'll probably I'll try and put the call on hold. Said I gotta make a um a phone call and take care of something. But um, you know, we're we're managing to get through. I was telling Vanessa, I just had like a lazy weekend. Because the week was just so emotional, and then you know with all the ripping and running and everything, and um, so this weekend I just I didn't do anything. Is your family still in town? Uh, no, those that are out of from out of town, they're um, they're already gone, and um, but my sister and my brother who's in Michigan, they'll be back. We haven't emptied the apartment yet, so. Oh. We have we have until the end of the month, and um, they you know they're not ready to give away any of her things, and so um, they're going to get a U-Haul truck and take the stuff to Michigan and put it in my sister's basement. Um, you know, me personally, I'm like that's just like prolonging agony. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if you, do, you know, it's like my brother, he was going to put it in storage. Um, but it's like, you know, I guess my thing is for what if you can't use it and you're not going to use it, you're just holding on to it just for the sake of holding on to it. That's not my, it's it's, it's material thing. Right. You know, why not let some, you know, give it to someone else who, who will use it, you know, but he doesn't want, you know to give any of my mother's things away and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, and I could have made a big stink about it. I did make a big st- end up make a big stink about the food because he didn't even want to give the food away. You know, she had a deep freezer that was, like, full of uh, 
of meat, of meat, and she had like all these canned goods and things like that. He didn't even want to give the food away, and I told my oh, sister, okay. I was like, okay, I'm drawing the line on the food. Okay, so if I got right. to say, I'm gonna take it myself and then give it away. That's what I'll do. I said, we are not about to hoard food just for the sake, you know, because he doesn't want to give it away. That certainly was not representative <clears throat> of my mother. It's food. Come on now. Mm. So they did end up, um, I mean, you know, he wasn't opposed to, like, family having it. Um, and so, like, my mother's friend, Francine, you know, we offered her, um, you know, anything that she wanted. And then um, my baby brother, um, the mother of his children, you know, because we know that they're going through a rough time. You know, but now, you know, she got the pride thing going, and so she, you know, didn't want to, like, take anything. And so I told my sister, I said, just make her bag. You know, and then just, you know, tell her, you know, we're trying to, you know, to get rid of, you know, get rid of this stuff or whatever. You know, you got kids at the house, so on and so forth. Girl, I know this can, um, you know, I know this food, uh, um, I know these kids that help uh, eat up this food, you know, or whatever the case may be so that she doesn't have to feel like, um, you know, I don't know, like, like she's begging or having to admit that she's going through hard times or, or whatever the case may be. But I was like, get rid of that food. You ain't holding on to oh. no no Put no food in storage. Come on. <laughs> now I, I wasn't feeling that one at all, and, you know. And I, I was, I was, I was ready to argue with him on that one because I'm like, that's that's just petty and selfish, you know. But even like, you know, like with going through her things. I mean, because we had to look through her things to get the to find the, the insurance policies and stuff like that. But we just, but that's all we were doing is just, you know, flipping through looking for that, not like trying to to uh, get anything organized or, you know, what goes in the garbage and, you know, or whatever. So so everything is getting, you know, like packed up. Um, I'm just like, do it and get it over with. Right. You know, because um, it's, it's not going to, it's really not going to be any easier six months from now, you know. So, um, but that's what they want to do. So, you know, you know, pick your battles. Right. That's what it comes down to. And it's like, and I wasn't in a position to offer anything different anyway. So, you know, it's like, fine, that's what y'all want to do, then I ain't going to argue with you. So they're trying to get the money together now for the U-Haul truck, and then they'll be back up here to um, to pack everything up and to, you know, to clear out the apartment because we have it until the 31st. Okay. My mother had, you know, had had paid her rent for for January, so we have it until until the end of the month. So, so there, there there's a there's a rush, but not, you know, not like you know, ooh, we got to be out in three days rush. Right. So you got a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. So they're they're trying to um, get the money together to. Um, to be able to come back up here, like, towards the, the, the end of the week. So, oh, heck, okay. Okay. So, but, um, I mean, you know, it was good to, to see everyone. And, um, who there's so many kids in my family? <laughs> my family has taken procreation to another level. 
I mean, my baby sister has eight children by herself. Oh. Yeah. Yep. And and some of them have started having children. So, um, ooh, it was just like, just, you know, and for someone who doesn't have any children, it's like, okay, this is like children overload. Ooh. Like, you can't get that child to sit down. Why are they screaming? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, I do, I have a great niece who, I mean, you know, she's extremely spoiled. And, um, you know, when she can't have her way, then that, that's what she does. She screams. You know, she don't cry. She screams. And, you know, she she almost got snatched up this week. I'm like, okay. I see don't play that. <laughs> You know, she, you know, and she's not used to sharing because, you know, I mean, she's not around kids on a regular basis. And, I, you know, I'm trying to tell my niece, you know, you're going to have problems when she gets in school. And, when, and you know, it's like if she, if you don't give her her way, she'll start hitting. And, I mean, you know, she's three, but she, you know, she's a, she's a, she's a solid little girl. You know, she's on the thick side. And so, you know, when she hit, I mean, she'd be throwing haymakers. Girlfriend don't be playing. And um, it's like okay, but you can't you can't do that. You can't hit people when they don't give you what you want, you know. And all that screaming and hollering that's that's not gonna work either. Right. That's not gonna work either. And my niece really needs to work on her with that because when she goes to school, that's gonna be a problem. Yeah. And that she gonna come across some little kid that's gonna be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just as crazy as you are. You hit me, I'm going to hit your butt back. Okay. So, and then my niece will be upset because somebody didn't hit her baby, but it's like, okay, your baby out here hitting people? Yeah. Yeah. That was always a thing in our family. You know, we we got all the kids off of that. Like, so you hit me, I want to hit you back, we hit them back harder. Yep. That, that stopped. So that stopped all of that back and forth stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, we take that to other people's kids. And we tell them up front, they hit us, we hit back. And they look at us like, mm-hmm. no, I'm letting you know up front. That, that child hits me, I will hit them back. And so they only have to do that one time. Yeah, you know, and if I know some, yeah, if I know someone has has bad children, I do my best to stay away from them children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because some things are like you know are like reflex, and you know if you if you got bad kids that you let do whatever they want to, I ain't even trying to go to your house. Mm-hmm. You know, because just because I'm in your house does not mean I'm about to let your your toddler. Okay, uh, just do be disrespectful and so on and so forth. Not not gonna happen. So therefore, that means I don't need to come visit you because I'd hate to have to jack up your child in your own house. Mm-hmm. But you know, kids do what you let them get away with. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if they know, you know, that, that their mama's gonna let them you know, do whatever, and that if someone says something to them, then, you know, their mama going to get an attitude and start acting crazy or whatever. Them kids will be out of control. 
Exactly. So, I, um, is I don't I don't I don't get down with all of that. I ain't trying to to uh be bothered with all of that. Um, I I wasn't raised that way, and I I just I don't have a tolerance for it. So, but yeah, it um. It got, the toilet on the handle, the toilet, the handle on the toilet got broken. And my sister and I are trying to figure out how in the world did they do that? <laughs> you know, of all the things that could have got broken, you don't think about the the the, the toilet handle getting broken. <laughs> and if we can't fix it, you know, that's gonna come out the security deposit. Right. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and you know no one's going to admit that you know that they did it or it happened with them or you know or and I know it wasn't just one just one them boys are too wild um but you know no one no one says anything when it happens and it's not yeah. just someone finds it <laughs> that's funny that is funny you know, so they talking about having a, um, you know, we're talking about doing like a family reunion, you know, because we are scattered and, um, and I'm like, okay, well, the first one should be in Chicago and we can do it like around my mom's birthday because her birthday is, uh, is in August. So, um, you know, and I don't have a problem with like organizing or whatever. But even if I had a house, it would not be at my house. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Because I, I can't, I can't do all that. I don't like a lot of people um, in my house. I don't care if it is family, and I definitely don't like a lot of because my house was never kid friendly. You know, I didn't have any. There was no need for it to be, and um, and to have half the people there be children. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I got a niece who likes to, you know, she just wants to walk away and then, um, you know, leave her children. And it's like, sweetheart, <coughs> uh, these your kids. Come on back in and, and, and take care of them. <laughs> so I was coming back. I was. I was coming back. Yeah, I know you were. It was a matter of when. <laughs> you know, and you know, and, and see, they they not they not used to me. So it's like you know, I want to you know, I want to. I'm trying to break them in slowly, but don't don't put them in a position where they're gonna get jacked quickly. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> So wherever we had this this uh this family reunion, it you know. For those that are out of town, they're gonna have they're gonna have to have the money to rent hotel rooms, um, you know, because I I can't put up some people, you know, because you know I don't intend for my situation to be the same by that point, but you know you can't put up some people and not be able to offer to others and you know and this that and you know I can't I can't do all those kids in my house I just I can't and I won't I will lose it for real. Totally understandable. 
totally understandable. <laughs> Did you do mastermind yesterday? No, I canceled. Um, I canceled it. the The book that we're going to be using hasn't come in yet, and I I just I needed the break. So I um I'd have had to try and come up with something else, you know, for us to to talk about or whatever. And so I had just told Sam I was going to cancel it, give my brain um a rest. Okay. So, so no, we didn't do it yesterday. And then, and see, I didn't, I didn't know. Like I knew Lisa had missed the announcements, and so I had sent her a text. But I, I, I knew that there was, there were some people on the call when I did the announcements, but I didn't know, um, like who. So if I had known that you hadn't heard that, I would have sent you a text. Oh no, you're good. Um. I was uh, I was uh, Ubering last night, so I wouldn't been able to get on. But I, I like to hear what was discussed. You know, mm-hmm. I had decided um, to try instead of getting up early to Uber. I decided to try to do the evening and. Evening does not work for me. (laughs) (laughs) Evening does not work for me. I mean, you get more rides in the evening, but um, the thing is where you end up and then having to get back home, that's the issue. And so um, Friday, I did it Friday, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to Uber, you know, and I got, you know, several rides or whatever, and they had me all, you know, all almost downtown and everything, but by the time I got to the last ride, trying to get home, oh, my God, I got so tired. And I think I dozed off because <laughs> you know how they have the um they have the, the thing on the side of the road on the expressway. I hit that and I was like, Whoa and my eyes were closed. I thought I was driving my eyes open but I guess I wasn't because when I heard that sound, my eyes did open, and I'm like, I have what to see behind the wheel. And I'm like, ooh, that's not good. No. I said, let me hurry up and get home. And so last night, I did it again. I I, I tried to, um, I Ubered again last night. And yeah, it just, I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a night driver at all. So I'm like, oh, oh well, back to the daytime. Back to the daytime. You're okay. You know, because I know like my Ozias, because during the day is when I try to homeschool, you know, when I, when I homeschool Ozias. And so it was like going out and trying to Uber 
and then try to get back at a decent time to homeschool him once it working. So I'm like, maybe I just have to get him to go with me. And then I'll stop at homeschool him and then get back on the road or, or something. But I know he doesn't like doing all that riding around. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm caught. You know, and what I want to do on all sides, and it's it's kind of it's just frustrating. It is. So I've been praying, I'm like Lord, show me the balance that I need to have. You know, and He's gonna work this thing out. If He wouldn't have had me have this vision, and then not, you know. And then it does not work. Mm-hmm. Um, like I got told, like told Cynthia, I said, you know what? I said, there's something I'm missing. There's something I'm missing. I'm like, Lord, just show it to me. <laughs> <laughs> just show it so I can get it right. You know, just so I can get it right. Um. Okay, so we're going to have to get out soon, so let's get the Bible study started. And um, and you know, if you're able to get back on, you know, that'd be mm-hmm. great. Oh, yeah. one last thing. Oh, won't last too long. I just got some... Some questions I got to try and get answered. And um, so if I think the office opens at 9, so I'll probably give them a few minutes to, you know, get in and get acclimated or whatever before I call. But uh, like I said, I'll probably just have to put you on hold and, um, you know, and then I'll come back. I'll come back to the call. Okay. But I really enjoyed his sermon yesterday. Mm-hmm. This was right on point. Unfortunately, I didn't get the title. The title of his sermon? Yes. You know, Sam don't always have a title to his sermon. Um, you right. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just started talking. Um, I didn't. I know that he was in he was in in Hag, Haggai. Um. Because I was like, Haggai? I was like, I'm like in my in my index, like, okay, where in the world is Haggai? Um, <laughs> you know, am I hearing him correctly? Because that's not a, oh, you hear people talking about um, very often, if at, actually at all. That might have been the first time I heard of him. I'm like, Haggai? I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I'm assuming you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm all in the I'm all in the, the table of contents, you know, looking at the books of the Bible. Like, okay, I know that's Old Testament. All I did know is that if it was there, it was Old Testament. That's what I knew. Uh, right. And, and you know, so I found it. I was like, oh, okay, so it do exist. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, so Haggai chapter one verses one through eleven. Okay. 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 Uh, oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. I got one verse twenty eleven. That's funny. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I asked myself last night, I said, because um, I dropped him off at church, a children's church, and I said, you got to pay attention now so that um, I'm going to ask you what they talked about. And he goes, okay. And so he was like, um, yeah, they gave us snacks, we colored, <laughs> we read out of, you know, the Holy Bible page 208. I said, what <laughs> book of the Bible was that? He was like, I don't know, page 208. I was like, really? <laughs> but I bet he didn't want that snack. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know it. Oh, that's funny. Like, I don't know page 208, whatever's on 208. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He knows I have a, he knows I carry, you know, my pocket Bible. And he looked at me like, look at it on page 208. And I'm like, okay. And that's what yeah, we're talking it doesn't, about. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. But whatever. I want to go. <laughs> um, so um, I'm, I'm going off of. The Bible study a little bit. So we're gonna just we're gonna pray um, first, and then um, and um, and then get started. So uh, if you would do the honors, Sam, I appreciate it. Okay. Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, I thank you for this call, for providing us with an opportunity and a place to come and to fellowship and to share and to learn of your word, Father. Father, I pray that anyone who who calls in, whether they participate or just listen, Father, I pray that they hear something that will help them in their walk with you, Father. Father, we we continue to to say a prayer for those less fortunate than ourselves, for those who are out in in the inclement weather. We pray, Father, that they manage to find some type of shelter and a warm meal. Father, we thank you for all that we have, the little things that we just tend to take for granted on a day to day basis. We may not have all that we want but we have so much more than than others, and we know that there are others who would love to have what it is that we have. And so we just say thank you, Father, because we know that all that we are, all that we have is because of you. And we thank you, Father, for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So I'm going back by what um, I'm going to build a little bit on what Sam had talked about um, and what God has been talking to me about, you know. So the story about Haggai was about building the temple, a call to build the temple for God. Um, 
And um, one of the things that he had told me at the beginning of the year was defining moments and redefining moments in our lives. You know, and, um, you know, a lot of the revelations that we received in 2016, how we need to bring it into 2017 and build on them. But he was also he was also showing how things that happened in our lives previously, how those defining moments shaped us into the people we are, and how he needs to, you know, it's only by him and his word that he redefines us. And so he had me, you know, reflecting on what we've already. Um, spoken on in the Bible study, and, you know, and we look at everything in dimensions. God has everything in dimensions, spirit, soul, and body, you know, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, things like that. And so his word is set up that way, too, where it hits us on everything from past, present, future, spirit, soul, and body, you know, um, it helps us with the less of the eye, the less of the flesh, the pride of life. It shows us examples and things like that um, throughout the book. Excuse me, but just in uh, Genesis and Exodus alone, the the history that has been recorded shows us uh, other examples of defining moments, and so. Um, he took me back to um, the first defining moment with Adam and Eve and how that correlates with us now. And, and the first thing is defining moment is who created us, you know. And with Adam and Eve, of course, it was God. And with us, we were created after in, in the womb of our mother, and it was by the grace of God that we're here, but we have a def- our defining moments come from our mother and our father, our siblings, you know, the different situations and circumstances of our lives as we're growing up define our adult character. You know, you I look at how my personality is. And I have a lot of my father's attributes and I have some of my mom's attributes, you know, and some of the choices that I made as I was growing up and some of the things that I didn't choose but happened to me, they defined my character and how I act or react to things in my adult life. But the thing is, now we have to be willing to let God redefine us. So looking at the story of Adam and Eve, they were defined by God. He showed them. He was talking to them every day. He talked to them every day. They heard him in an audible voice. Now, the only thing is, did they see him? We don't know, did they see a shadow of him? It's not really described in 
the the letters that we have, but we do know that they talk to him every day. So in that talking to him every day, there should have been, they should have already been established in their character because they were talking to their maker every day. So he, in turn, would have been defining who they were through their constant communication. But unfortunately, as we can see, anything outside of a family structure can derail your defining moment. So you have the enemy come in as a snake, and he's speaking in your ear as well. What God was showing me was that we think when we have kids, we're the only ones defining them. But it's not true. It's not true. It's us, it's the mom, it's the dad, it's the sister, brother, it's the cartoons, it's the TV, it's the the, uh, peers at school, it's everything, you know, and in that they're being defined because they're 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 constantly being bombarded with all these different images and opinions and details. But one thing that Sam told me that stood out and you and, and it's, it stood out and it lines up with the word of God is he told me yesterday, he said, I need to make sure to pray with him and Makia more. He didn't add Makia, but but pray with him more. Read the Bible with him more. Help him, you know, in his communication more between him and God so that his defining moments will literally start being narrowed by how he interacts with people and what he lets come in to his hearing and eyes and things like that. And so when I when I heard that I was like, okay, that makes sense because in in the defining moments that's set in concrete. Because look at how as Adam and Eve were, then you had Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, how Cain was jealous of his brother, you know, because of what he saw and what he heard and what he wanted. And then going on and looking at Joseph and his brothers and how they were defined, their relationship was defined by the favoritism that was being showed. But then the love was there, you know, and but, you know, and it's like, he was defined by his trials and tribulations and how he could how Joseph could have been defined by being shunned by his brothers. He could have had a hard heart and not given them any food when the droughts came. So all of these defining moments we have in our lives, it makes us stronger. And in those defining moments, 
God is redefining it once we acknowledge him. Now, when we put God in the mix of our defining moments, he redefines us. He refines us. He's, he's, what is that? He puts a different type of fire with inside of us to show us how he wants us to be, even in spite of what we're going through. And then look at Joseph and Jacob, even in spite of what they were going through and how the devil was trying to get them to to be a certain way and act a certain way because of the deception and the deceit and and the way people forgot about them even after they helped them. It's like God was there all the time redefining them for his glory and for their good, and they were still able to help the people of God the way God wanted them to. Now look at us here on this call and how growing up based on how our mother and our father was with us and even up until adulthood and how our siblings were toward us and coworkers and uncles and aunts and all of these different people coming in and out our lives, and you wonder, well, why am I not as bitter as I could have been or as I feel like I should, I should be bitter, I should be this, I should be that, but it's because God stepped in and he made sure that even in, because you are his, even though you were going through those issues and circumstances, he was in the mix. He was in that mixture that was going on in your life, and he was making sure that even though you were being defined in certain ways, he was redefining that same character that would be for his use and for his glory. So instead of you using your art of persuasion to be a gold digger, you're actually using your art of persuasion to draw people to you that see the God in you. Or maybe you're really good at solving problems. Well, instead of you using that solving problems to make a whole bunch of money, he's having you do that to build his kingdom. So God has a say in those that are his and how he redefines what the enemy was going to use for his, you know, for his kingdom. God said, no, I'm going to use it for my kingdom. Look at Moses. Moses was, which is the last thing we've been talking about, Moses was in the kingdom of sin, Egypt. He was raised up in it. But God still was there, even in the defining moment of knowing what it was like to be royalty, to have people serving you, to have people at your beck and call. He still had his, he still had his 
mother there, an Israelite, who was there to help redefine his thought process and incorporate God into what he was being defined as. So even though he knew himself to be at the the prince of Egypt, he also knew himself to be an Israelite. He knew himself to be who he was supposed to be, not who man said he was supposed to be. And in that defining and redefining, God was able to move him from one point to another without there being that much adversity in knowing who is this man, who is this God that wants me to change, and who is this God that wants me to 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 give everything up for him? Who is this? And that's when you know who knows God and who doesn't, who is of God and who is not. Because God's voice is calling his is back to himself. And and one thing that had that had been really interesting was that God wants to reconcile all of his back to him. And he said, I was there, I was defining and and refining you as you were growing up. I was defining and refining you as you were going through your issues. And circumstances, I just want you to go back to my word, and I'll show you what happens when you let me redefine you. I'll show you what it looks like. You might be persecuted. You might be thrown in a well. You might be, you know, put into servitude for 40 years. You might, you know, but the thing is, at the end of the day, I'm still going to use you. You're still going to prosper. You still advance what I need to have advanced for my kingdom to come in this earth. But you have to let me redefine you. I have another name for you. Or just like when we go further in, Somebody might rename you, but you got to remember who you are. you got to remember I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the king. I will show you who you are, even in spite of people saying, oh, she's a drug addict or he's a whoremonger or, you know, she's this or she, she'll never amount to anything or he'll always be a bum and a thug. God is saying, man will define you one way, but because you're mine, I'm going to redefine you another. You might have to go through some things as we go, as you go through life, but if you hold on to me as I redefine you, you will come out so much stronger. And better for it. And wiser. Do my word. Do my word. Any questions, comments?
nope, not at the moment. Okay, so that being said, um, um, one thing that um, Sam had also said yesterday, which um, also helps us learn about, huh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, the defining or redefining was um, how he was saying that in the Word of God it says there is no judgment without the law. And so he was saying about Adam and Eve and those that came before Moses, how are they going to be judged, you know? But the defining moment is is this. If oh, and redefining is this. The Lord says in his word, there is now therefore no condemnation. Let me get the let me get the whole the whole scripture. Because a lot of times what happens is we get so stuck in how we have defined ourselves and how others have defined us that we forget that man can only do so much and say so much and know so much. Okay, so Romans 8 and 1 is the thing, and it says, Romans 8 and 1 says, there is therefore, I want it to be like that, oh, so let's go into the Bible because that just was awful. Romans 8 and 1. And this talks about defining moments and redefining moments. And it says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Okay. We're going to go back to 7, chapter 7 first. And it says in Romans 7 and 8, um, part B, for without the law, sin was dead. Okay? So the law brings sin. But the but the it's like a catch twenty two. You have to know what the law is to know what the sin is, so you don't do sin. It's it's one of those things. So you don't want to know what sin is, you won't go to the law. 
And that's where the church is now. A lot of times the church says, well, we're no longer under the law. We're under grace. But if you don't know what you don't know what this what the law entails, you know, just like in 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 the natural, just because you don't know what the law is and you break it, doesn't mean that you won't be condemned for it. Okay? But it says here, um, he says, I when you go down to Chapter 7, verse 23. No, verse 21. It says, I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So that's the the law defines who we are in God. Because it tells us who God is. We have the spirit of the most high God within us. And so if we have the spirit of the Lord in us, that defines who we are. So now we've got to look to his word to find out who is God. What is what is having God in us mean? The fruit of his spirit. Not just the fruit. But also the other aspects of who he is. He is he, you know, the peace that he gives, the joy that he gives, all of it being humble, patient, kind, you know, those things are of God and those things are what should be defining us. Not that stuff that's outside by going and getting liposuction and face lips and hair extensions, that's nice, but that should not define who we are. And that's what the world is looking for us to do, define who you are by how you look. Well, if you're black, you need to show that you're black and that you're proud to be black. Where's your natural hair? Where is your, you know, your, 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 um, your, 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 uh, what's the shirt? The 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 Afro and the dashiki and the earth tones and all this other thing. Where is your proudness of being black or Asian or Mexican? All these things that we're defining on the outside of us, but not the definition of who we are on the inside. And that's what God redefines who we are on the inside. And it says in verse 23, I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And so, again, defining and redefining. Who are you going to Who are you going to let define you? What's on the outside, which is your flesh, which is corruptible, which is looking for anything that looks good, feels good, you know, 
Or are you looking for the redefinition of what the Holy Spirit has done within you? Bringing your whole self under subjection and being obedient to the word of God and letting God define your character, letting God redefine you so that you can minister and not only to yourself but to your family. Being able to look outside of flesh and looking at your situation the way God sees it so you can get through each moment of each day. Then it says in Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So if you're defined by your flesh, you're always going to be an addict, an abuser or being abused. You're always going to walk in anger. You're always going to walk in um, jealousy, you're always going to walk in envy, you're always going to walk in in homosexuality, in, you know, hookups, you know, all of that is how you're going to be defined because you're walking after the flesh. But if you walk refined, because now you've walked through the fire of the Holy Ghost, and and God is refining you because you're letting him live inside of you and being one with you in your life. He redefines you. Now you're like, I don't, I, yeah, I used to be an addict, but God delivered me. I'm no longer an addict. I will never define myself as an addict again. I can no longer define myself as a, a, a victim or uh, an abuser again. But it depends on who you are going to let define or redefine you and your character. In verse 82, it says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So again, How are you defined? If you're defined after the flesh, then you are constantly going to be at war with your spirit, constantly going to see things in a negative aspect. You're going to constantly feel condemned, constantly feel guilty, constantly feel like something's missing and the world is against you and, you know, um, that those Christians are always talking down on me and all this. The condemnation is not because of the, the, the a Christian. 
is because a Christian who is actually letting themselves be redefined by the Spirit of God. You are seeing the standard of which they are living, and you're feeling that the heat of, oh, that is better. Your flesh is rising up, fighting against your spirit man that wants to know what is that being redefined within that person? Because they're not walking the way I walk. They're not talking the way I talk. But we live in the same neighborhood. So what's the difference between us? And the difference is this person is letting themselves be redefined by the spirit of the Most High God. Where you're letting yourself be defined by what's on the outside, your flesh, your neighborhood, your circumstance, and your issues. Any comments, questions? Uh, Nope, not at this time. All right. Well, I'm making this short and sweet today. Are there any requests for prayer before we go? Um, well, you can definitely pray for me. All right. All right. All right, let me do the this first, and I'll do you, Pam. And then we're pretty much going to be done for a bit. Things short, sweet, to the point. Short, sweet, to the point. Fuck out. All right, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for defining and redefining us. We thank you for refining us through your Holy Spirit. Because we know that without you, this world would be so much worse. I heard a man of God speak yesterday, and he was saying how, you know, why did God take us out of the Garden of Eden? And I always, you know, you kind of like don't really think about it because we're not there anyway. But he said, he said, think about it. If we were still in the Garden of Eden after the fall, after sin had entered into the world, he said, we will always be living in pain. We would be living in never-ending pain and suffering because you wouldn't be able to die. And God knew that. And he loved us enough to set us away from that until the whole process of regeneration was complete. Because other than that, Everybody 
that has lived through that that maybe have died drowning. They would still be dying drowning. They wouldn't be able to die. They would always have that moment of knowing that they were they had drowned or battling cancer or you know or whatever or the evilness that is that has come and gone. Can you imagine dying every day? Nope. I mean, that's that. When he said that, I was like, wow. I said, that defined and redefined a whole other level for me. Like, if we were still in the Garden of Eden and they took both the knowledge of good and evil and then the fruit of life where you could never die, oh my gosh. This will be this will be worse than it is even now. Because I mean, look at the movies. How you know the people? I mean, they 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 um, what was that? Go for a Groundhog Day with the same moment every day, over and over again. So you might you might get shot today. And then, but you, you, because you can't die, you have to go through the whole process of healing in your body. Or what if you can't heal? God loved us enough, man. I mean that that when he's when I read when he said that, I was just like, wow. Okay, so. Another definition of um, defining and redefining woman, because we we forget that God sees so much more than we do. He understands so much more than we do. So we have to be willing to go through the defining and redefining, because he 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 knows. He knows what we're gonna run into at the end of the day. So, Father God, we thank you for this day. This daily bread that you have given us. Forgive us in not knowing and wanting to know and not moving because we want to know. We come for those who are um, sick and shut in those who are in hospice, those who are abused and addicted and bound both mentally and physically. Because for those who are in the ministry, ministers and apostles and bishops and missionaries, because for the church, because for the abused and addicted, the unsaved,
We come, Lord, and we pray for them right now. Those who have lost loved ones, we pray for them right now. The children, we pray for them right now. Teachers, we pray for them right now. And Father, it's because of you, your grace and mercy, that we are not consumed. We are not consumed by the hatred of the prince of this world. You have given us equal footing and more power through your name if we just stand in the authority of you. We can't pray for everyone because everyone is not yours, but all who are yours, oh God, all that you and your son have chosen as yours, who who is grains in the sand of time, oh Lord, we just pray for them right now. As your word is saturated the land, even though Haters, atheists have tried to go through and destroy it. Your word is strong, all land. And so, Lord, we just pray that your word comes across the lips of those who know you and that they are open to sharing their life and what you have done to define and redefine them, O Lord. Help them to talk about how they were before they came to you as well as their lives after they surrendered to you so that those who are looking, those who are searching, will know that I don't have to be a certain one because he loves me in spite of. You love us in spite of who we are and what we bring to the table, which is nothing, because the earth is the fullness of you. You own it. You own it all. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would just guide us into the realm of knowing everything that we need to know to make the correct choices. Help us to hear. Help us to receive your voice better. Help us to really know your voice better. Help us to not be so confused and doubtful when you speak to us. We know you speak in a still, small voice. Help us to comprehend it. Help us to understand it. Help us to have the wisdom to acknowledge it and not second-guess. And where there is unbelief, Father, give us your belief. Give us your faith. We know doubt is not of you. It is of this world. My confusion is so where we come against it with your word. 
because you're not the author of confusion. You give us truth and you give us clarity. And we stand on that in the name of your soul, we pray. Amen. Amen. And we come for Pam right now, Father. We just thank you. We thank you for her and her willingness to share her family. Her, her sorrow, her jokes. We think that she's willing to share her experiences with you, Father. And so, Lord, we just ask that you to continue to give her comfort, her and her family comfort through this time. Continue to watch over her and keep her as she goes throughout her day. Give her this day, her daily bread, what she needs to get through this day, oh God. Give her her strength. Give her her joy. Give her her patience. As only you can. So she can complete the task that needs to be done for the day. We pray for Sam, the creator of this line, and our friend, and the minister that you have put over this ministry. We thank you for his leadership. We pray for him and his family and his seven degrees of separation. Watch over him as he goes throughout this day. Keep him on every hand as only you can for his good and for your glory. And then we surely pray, amen. 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 Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm good. That's awesome. You call us just in time, Renee. I told parents that we're making it short and sweet today. Hey, well, that's okay. Yeah, short and sweet. It's about, we're going to be, that's that's going to be, Every once in a while, we're going to be talking about defining moments and redefining moments. Uh-huh. And so that's what the topic is today, defining and redefining moments of our lives. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Did you want prayer before we close out Bible study today? Sure. Okay. Father God, we thank you for Renee and her consistency. We thank you that she's always consistent in bringing what you bring her, oh God, and her willingness to share. Um, We'll continue to watch over her and keep her in all her ways. And she does her ministry that you have given her to do through the pantry, through doing hair. We'll just continue to watch over her and keep her. As she ministers, as you show her what she needs to say, what she needs to do. For her good and for your glory, we pray. In Yeshua's name, amen. Amen. Amen.
Anyone else? All right. So I want to close out. And then um, I appreciate, as always, I appreciate you guys getting up with me on Monday morning (laughs) (laughs) and sharing the Bible with me. It's always awesome, always awesome. Hey, it's the first thing you do at the start of the day. It's better than breakfast. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Father God, we thank you that again we're able to come together this day and chew on your word and get a better and clearer understanding of who you are. And let me just thank you because Without your word, we would be so ungrounded. But your word grounds us. Your word keeps us. Your word holds us. In spite of the storms of life that come against us, as we go out this, go throughout this day, Lord, help us to continue to meditate on your word. And how it defines us and redefines us. How we can either be defined through our flesh or redefined through the connection or reconnection to your spirit. And which will we choose to go with? Strengthen us on every hand. No weapon from the essential prosper. No weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, plague, or allergy. From bacteria, viruses, chemical, fungal, parasite, bug bite, nothing that we eat, drink, breathe, or touch, man made or otherwise shall cause us mental or physical harm. A thousand shall fall on our side, and ten thousand at our right hand, but none shall come near we dwell. And reinforce your hedge of protection around us. And we cover ourselves under the blood of Yeshua. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts always be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, because you are our strength and our Redeemer. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. And All right. You guys have a blessed day. Okay. And I'll hear you, you in the morning. morning. You do the same. That's a good one.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.